2: You shouldn't go to Barnes & Noble and buy 10,000 books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, I am your book leader. You shouldn't buy
0: 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys and serve them at Thanksgiving as Terbookins. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could, because at the Barnes and Noble Book Hall you can get over a thousand titles for fifty percent off. Stock up at your local Barnes and Noble. Turbookens
2: are fictitious and should not be cooked at home.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the October sixteenth, twenty seventeen edition of the Fantasy Football Report, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie, the official sports book of Rotoviz Radio. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at amixta, and my co-host is Blair Andrews, who you can follow at am I the real Blair? Blair, how's it going?
2: It's going all right. I, uh, you know, my teams aren't looking that good so far this week, so I'm hoping for some big games in the, you know, in the nighttime and on Monday, but we'll see.
1: All right. Well, I mean, there's still uh, some bad football left to be played. I mean, we have uh, <laughs> Giants are going to be starting up by the time we, we finish this podcast, so. I have that to not look forward to. Uh, Joining us today on the show is Todd Burrows. He's a contributor for Rotoviz and is host of the Run to Daylight podcast. You can find him on Twitter, at Todd from PA. Todd, thanks for coming on, man. How is everything?
3: Uh, Well, uh, set fire to some money today in DFS, but season long is going pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's kind of like a break-even DFS day. Oh, I would I would kill to break even. <laughs> somehow I managed somehow I managed to lose almost all my money while having sixty four percent Mark Ingram.
1: Oh wow. boy, yeah, it's tough. I had like not to like delay the show, but I had basically like the nuts in cash and uh just really, really bad everywhere else. So uh, that's how it goes. Well, that's something.
3: Um yeah, exactly. I got the low ownership I wanted for the rest of my guys. And they proved why they were low ownership. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's like that. Absolutely. Uh, First news item this week,
1: probably the biggest news item of the entire NFL season so far. Packers announced that Aaron Rodgers suffered a broken collarbone in week six against the Vikings. It may end his season, though. That is not exactly clear right now. Brett Hundley came in and finished the game against the Vikings. Uh, Todd, the Fantasy implications here are obviously going to be massive. Just just get the conversation started on what this means for Green Bay and if you have any interest in Hunley in maybe two quarterback
3: formats. Well, I think it obviously greatly lowers the value of everyone on that team. Um, I, I mean, I have interest in Hunley in any format with two quarterbacks, super flex, or where quarterbacks have extra scoring because I think The rest of the offense is too talented for him not to eventually be reasonable, but reasonable isn't going to replace the best uh, quarterback in the game.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I have some interest in two QB leagues and even in some really deep one QB leagues where, you know, maybe my quarterbacks have been just terrible so far this season and I need a change. But, I mean, Hundley looked pretty bad. Uh well, he have three interceptions. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he can turn that around. I think the, there may be some hope in that we've seen sometimes these inexperienced quarterbacks come in and they start to kind of focus on one guy in particular. We saw that with, like, Deshaun Watson early in the season just throwing everything to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So maybe um, Jordy Nelson sees a bump in targets or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to just wait and see.
3: Yeah, there was already the whole issue of Montgomery losing work to Aaron Jones, and now they're both devalued. On top of the the wide receivers being devalued,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna be the positive Brett Hunley truther here. I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm just pumped because I think that Hundley can run the football. I think that he is a more capable passer than people give him credit for. I mean, he struggled today, but I think that Minnesota is a pretty good defense, though. So. You know, he he obviously probably gets no reps with the ones in practice. I think that a week of preparation for a guy like Huntley is really good. And this week in particular, I mean, he plays the Saints uh, in week seven. So I feel like that is just like a automatic smash spot, you know, something that will probably get him going, at least in terms of his confidence. If you look at the targets. Uh, Jordan Nelson had 10. Devontae Adams had 10. Nobody else had more than four. So uh, to your point, Blair, I think we could see some uh really, really a uh, big focusing on maybe those two guys, Nelson and Adams, and that would obviously be pretty good for their value. I mean I think that Nelson was already a wide receiver one, but for Adams, I feel like he's been kind of T D dependent, so if he can start getting higher target volume, that'll certainly be good for him.
2: Yeah, and I think I mean ten targets is a lot, but we could even end up seeing more. I mean, uh only threw the ball only thirty three times, but that was still I mean, I think the Packers only ran about fifty five plays, so that was still still a pretty good pass-to-run ratio. So, um, you know, they've at least shown a little bit that they are not afraid to kind of lean on him and let him take some shots. So, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't downgrade Jordy or Devontae Adams too much after this. Um, I don't know, maybe proceed with caution, but uh, what, the way we saw him targeting them is definitely encouraging. All right, now the next news item... After replacing Brian Hoyer in the second quarter, C.J. Bethard completed 19 of 36 passes for 245 yards, a touchdown, and an interception in Week 6 against the Redskins. Uh, Bethard has since been named the starter. Simply put, how does this impact the 49ers' offense?
3: I think the bigger question is, well, first of all, I think Bethard is... It was going to happen, right? They're already moving away from the older guys to the younger guys. But the bigger question for me is, where's Carlos Hyde going to end up? And I got a sneaking suspicion it might be New England, because, you know, that that would be like the most Bill Belichick move ever, ever to give up like a fifth-round pick for Carlos Hyde and have him come in and smash in New England. I mean, that would definitely be a very Patriots
1: move. Uh, you know, with respect to... You know, Bethard, uh, I just don't really t- see how this could possibly be good for the 49ers. I mean, we can say what we want about Brian Hoyer. He's been a pretty successful NFL quarterback just from a you know, yards per attempt, just yards per attempt perspective. He's been very, very serviceable, and I get that maybe he wasn't having the best start this year, and Kyle Shanahan maybe is just frustrated and trying to kickstart the offense, but, you know, Bethard is someone who last year at Iowa literally had— a six adjusted yards per attempt playing at Iowa. I mean, that that is just downright awful. I mean, the year before that, 8.1. A little bit better, but still not great. Like, I just don't really see how he could be successful in this league. He does not offer, like, a significant rush threat, so it's not like you're getting a bonus there with him. I mean, you know, Garcon will still get his targets, I'm sure, but I just don't really think that this is going to be a positive. I feel like this has to be a net negative in some way uh, for this team.
3: Well, I mean at at this point the die is kind of cast. They're, they're they're a really bad team and you know Hoyer is not the long-term answer, so you might as well find out what Bethard is. But um, I don't know that they made the I guess my point is I don't know that they made the move to be a better team this year. They made the move because they're losing and Hoyer isn't playing that good and they want to see what they have in Bethard.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, this was already a lost season. But uh, to Anthony's point, it is hard to spin this as a positive for the 49ers. Um, I mean, bethard if you look him up on Player Profiler, he has a 9th percentile college QBR, 14th percentile college yards per attempt. It's just uh, not the sort of profile that you know inspires confidence. But like you said, um, they definitely, I guess, wanted to see what they had. Um and, you know, probably just with how bad their offense is, has been, they just kind of think it's time for a change.
3: Yeah, I mean, Shanahan seems to have a crush on him, but he also had a crush on Joe Williams, and we saw how long that lasted. <laughs> so uh, I, I wouldn't count out Hoyers starting some more games this year. Yeah, I think there's
1: definitely some merit to that. A Pretty common symptom of bad teams, I feel like, is they just don't settle in on one quarterback. Before we move on, I just want to take a moment to talk about my bookie, I absolutely love sports betting, and there's no site I trust more than MyBookie.ag. MyBookie has in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And listen, the mobile capabilities on most sports books are terrible. I can't tell you how many wagers I've missed out on due to slow site loading speeds and an impossible-to-figure-out site layout. MyBookie's all-new mobile site allows me to easily make wagers while out with friends and from the comfort of my own couch while watching the games. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit up to a 100% bonus as well as give you $25 free in casino chips. Just use the promo code ROTOREPORT to activate this special offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today and use the promo code ROTOREPORT. Get that 100% bonus and your $25 free in casino chips. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Now let's get into no shit shit no. First item tonight is Mark Ingram rushing for 20 uh rushing for 114 yards and two touchdowns. He also caught five passes for 36 yards in the Saints 52-38 win
3: over the Lions. Uh no shit. Um Mark Ingram's good at football. Um uh, not a shock. Uh but I, there has to obviously be the caveat with Sean Payton there that you just don't know what's going to put Ingram back in the doghouse, and Kamara's also very talented. So while I'm buying Ingram, I don't know that it's a guy that you can count on every single week to put up a, a good performance.
2: Adrian Peterson rushed 26 times for 134 yards and two touchdowns in the Cardinals' Week 6 win over the Bucks.
3: Um, You mean Lazarus Peterson, right? <laughs> You know, he was dead last week and he had, you know, the, the mummy tape all over him. And uh, they put him in the uh, behind in, they took him out of the spread formation and put him behind the center. And he showed some life. Um, he did look dead in, in New Orleans, but uh, no shit. Uh, what we saw today, I don't think was a mirage. I, I think it was a little bit of a rebirth. Buck Allen carried the ball 10 times for 49 yards
1: and caught three of four targets for 17 yards in the Ravens' week six loss to the Bears.
3: Um, shit, no. Um, I think at this point I'd rather play Russian roulette than pick a starting running back on the Ravens. I mean, it is just a, an awful situation. They don't know what they want to do. Uh, I think that if you really need him in leagues, fine, but I don't know how you could trust him every week uh, the way things have been going with that offense and with the way they use their running backs.
2: Jordan Howard rushed 36 times for 167 yards and caught his lone target for a gain of nine in the Bears' Week 6 upset of Baltimore.
3: This is a guy who rose from the dead a little bit earlier in the season. A lot of people had written him off Um, I do the best ball article on Roto-Viz each week, and he had moved into like seventh or eighth place on our leaderboard. And the guy's a good running back, and the Tarek Cohen uh, hype seems to have died down. The offensive line is pretty good. They need to run the ball, and Trubisky can keep people off balance. He's got a good arm. Uh, I think Jordan Howard is going to continue to be a very solid play every week. Jarek
1: McKinnon carried the ball 16 times for 69 yards and one touchdown in the Vikings' 23-10 Week 6 win over the Packers. He also caught a second touchdown on five catches and six targets.
3: Here's a guy who I took out of a bunch of lineups late in the day. Boy, right before lock, and boy, every time I do that, I screw it up. I still have questions about him, but uh, I'm going to say shit no He's just going to get a, a tremendous workload going forward. And, um, I don't know that he'll continue to play to this level, but he's, he's looking really good.
2: Jarvis Landry caught eight of 14 targets for 62 yards and a touchdown in the Dolphins' week six win over the Falcons.
3: Uh, no shit. I mean, he still is like, got what? The worst A dot in the league. I, I just can't, um,. I I think especially when Parker comes back and there's going to be weeks that they're just going to be awful. I mean, he is what he is. He's not a a, a terrible player, but um, I, I don't think he's elite. How dare you, no, I'm just um, It's Okay.
1: Carlos Hyde has 13, uh, 13 carries for twenty
3: eight yards and two touchdowns in week six against the Redskins. Uh, no shit. Once he gets to New England.
2: Marvin Jones hauled in six of 14 targets for 96 yards and a touchdown in the Lions' week six loss to the Saints.
3: Uh, shit, no. I mean, here's a guy who is, you know, this was a very, very weird game. The Lions normally play to a very slow pace. They were down a huge amount today. Uh, I don't see uh, you know, you might get one or two more games like this this year, but I, I don't buy him regularly.
1: Will Fuller caught two of five targets
3: for 62 yards and another touchdown in the Texans' week six win over the Browns. One of my most owned best ball guys, uh, I buy him with the caveat that I really would like to see him get more targets than two to five a week. uh, Because eventually regression will get him if the targets don't go up.
2: Adam Thielen caught nine of 13 targets for 97 yards in the Vikings' week six win over the Packers.
3: Uh, shit. No, he is good at football. Oh wait, no shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm buying Theo in big time. He's, he's a stud. I mean, uh, he's Stefan Diggs without the reputation. He's a, he's just very good at football. He's good short. He's good over the middle. He's good longer. Just a great football player. Chris Thompson carried the ball 16 times for 33 yards. Also caught four passes
1: for 105 yards in week six against the 49ers.
3: This is a case where he would be no shit if we knew that Gruden would give him consistent targets and rushes every week. But we don't get that. So he's just got to be, shit no, one of these guys who, you know, flip a coin each week and uh, hopefully you... uh, you get lucky. I I won 3k using him in the play action. I think it was week 2 uh at 0.5% owned, but he I think he's a guy who it's hard to start each week if you've got better options.
2: Drew Brees completed 21 of 31 passes for 186 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions in the Saints week 6 win over the Lions.
3: Ah, uh, shit, no. He's uh he's he's, you know, he's Drew Brees. This was uh this game set up for those running backs to crush, and they did. Um, but Drew Brees is going to be Drew Brees. It
1: only took three years, but Ravens wide receiver Chris Moore caught three of seven targets for 44 yards in Sunday's Week 6 loss
3: to Bears. Who? <laughs> Chris Moore, you know, if I had a bomb and I could set it off on that Baltimore offense, I don't know that it would do any more damage than the offense does itself. Um, no thank you on a, on a second or third wide receiver who caught less than 50% of his targets.
2: Terrell Pryor caught three of five passes for 23 yards in Week 6 against the 49ers.
3: I guess he had a prior engagement um, because he didn't show up today. And he hasn't really shown up this year. I thought he was overpriced um, at ADP all season. He was a guy I was interested in owning in the 6th, 7th round, not in the 4th. And um, I still think that he could have a couple big weeks. He's a buy-low candidate for me.
1: Deontay Foreman carried the ball 12 times for 59 yards
3: in Sunday's week six win over the Browns. Uh, I'm buying. I think that Dante Foreman is the best back on that team, and it's only a matter of time till the coaching staff figures that out.
2: Rob Gronkowski corralled six of 10 targets for 83 yards and two touchdowns Sunday in the Patriots week six win over the Jets.
3: Gronk. I've been on Gronk all season. I wasn't on him earlier in the season, but once Edelman went down and, uh, you know, you just had to know that Brady was going to look to him and, you know, Edelman getting hurt open the door for a lot bigger workload. And, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, and that is a pretty big if, He he's not only a starter every week, but um, he has a chance to pass Zach Ertz for the top tight end in the league.
1: Now, obviously, on that
3: same uh, spectrum of tight end greatness, Kobe Fleener uh,
1: failed to catch his only target in Week 6 against the Lions.
3: Well, the man who used to have salon-quality hair Lost the one thing about him that made him worthwhile, obviously. Um, I mean, he's just, he is what he is, right? I mean, there's going to be weeks where he does some things, and there's weeks when he's going to do nothing. And, uh, you know, the die's been cast on Kobe Fleener for a long time.
2: Alvin Kamara rushed 10 times for 75 yards and caught four passes for 12 yards in the Saints' Week 6 win over the Lions.
3: Uh, more of a shit, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I love Alvin Kamara. I think he's dynamic. He's great out of the backfield. His coach loves him. Um, you know, they do run him between the tackles. I, I hear it on Twitter all the time. I hear it here and there. People calling him a third down back. He's more than just a third down back, but his upside is limited by. The fact that he'll be splitting the job with Mark Ingram. But last week, he was the one who got 25 points and Ingram got 10. This week, it was the other way around. Next week, you know, good luck choosing which is the one who's going to go off. I played them together in a bunch of lineups today. And, you know, for 8.9K, I thought that was a great strategy. But next week, you're not going to be able to do that because the salaries are going up.
1: Leonard Fournette. Rushed the ball twenty-one times for one hundred and thirty yards and one touchdown in the Jaguars' a loss to the
3: Rams. Anthony, as a as a fellow Giant fan, I guess we figured out that the issue wasn't Coughlin, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say zero percent.
3: <laughs> so the two-time Super Bowl coach was not the problem, and he goes over to Jacksonville. And even though they lost today, Leonard Fournette's a stud. Thank goodness it looks like it was an ankle injury and not a knee fire that guy up every week.
2: Deion Lewis racked up 52 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries Sunday in the Patriots' week six win over the Jets. Uh,
3: Gillisley or Gillisley died after fumbling. Deion Lewis seems like the best option, but Burkhead could be coming back. Um, I've I've joked a couple times about them maybe getting Hyde. I'm going to say shit no, just because there's way too many questions still before you can believe that Deion Lewis. And the one thing is, even though he's played pretty good, he doesn't look like he did a couple years ago when he was playing at an elite level.
1: Kevin Hogan completed just 20 of 37 passes for 140 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. He did carry the ball five times for 36 additional yards in Sunday's Week 6 loss to the Texans.
3: Yeah, so much for him being an upgrade on uh, Deshaun Kaiser, huh?
2: Le'Veon Bell rushed 32 times for 184 yards and a touchdown while catching three passes for 12 yards in the Steelers' Week 6 win over the Chiefs.
3: Uh, I had 25% Bell today. I thought he was a great play. I, I mean, it's it's not really a secret that Bell's better on the road, and he played great today. Um, also, he's just running better than he did earlier in the year. The rust is gone. Um, with Bell each week, you just got to look at the overall matchup and his price uh, in daily fantasy. But, uh, you know, the man's a stud. What what else can you say about Le'Veon Bell?
1: Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, they need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of the last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there is a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real live snake draft, just like you would with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app at any time. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code RVRADIO. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using the promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code RVRADIO. Now let's get into a couple more regular news items to wrap up the show. Item number three, Jameis Winston was forced from Sunday's game against the Cardinals with an injury to his throwing shoulder. He did not return. We're still waiting on an MRI that will probably happen on Monday for Winston. But if he is forced to miss any time, Todd, how does that impact the receiving options and overall offensive efficiency?
3: Well, let's face it. Winston, can we all agree Winston hasn't played to that next level everyone was calling for this year?
1: Yeah, I was going to actually bring that up because I feel like uh, we expected Winston to maybe jump into that top six or seven quarterbacks. And that really hasn't happened this year. So I feel like, I don't know, like Fitzpatrick, we could say we want. I mean, they scored some points today. They made the game interesting. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is maybe this is almost like what the team needs at this point is kind of like a new look. Like, I don't think that Winston has matured the way that we wanted him to.
3: And it, it obviously affects Mike Evans because Winston throws to Evans no matter what. Uh, so I think it downgrades Mike Evans, but I think it upgrades uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Winston's had trouble uh, hooking up with Deshaun Jackson deep. And even though Fitz didn't look that good doing it today, I think he'll uh, it'll increase Jackson's overall performance. Uh, Amount of targets, but I I think if anyone is going to get more work out of this move, it'll be Doug Martin, who I think is a real interesting guy to try and pick up if you can get him.
2: I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, we saw back a couple years ago when Ryan Fitzpatrick was actually halfway decent with the Jets; he was spreading the ball around a bit between uh, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. So it makes sense that he probably have a not quite as singular a focus on Mike Evans as Winston did but uh so yeah I don't think this probably downgrades the offense too much I mean like you said they haven't been playing that well and Fitzpatrick and Winston are kind of similar quarterbacks like they like to take shots and they throw some risky passes uh into coverage so it probably is an offense that looks very much the same I would guess
3: yeah I I I think that uh You know, other than, uh, you know, the quality of the beard, not, you know, I I mean, Winston's a better quarterback. Let's let's not, you know, even though he hasn't taken that next step, he's, you know, this is a downgrade, uh, but it's not the huge downgrade that you would initially think if I told you two months ago that Winston was out and Fitzpatrick was in.
2: All right. Final news item of the night, Austin Safarian Jenkins reeled in 8 of 11 targets for 46 yards and a touchdown Sunday in the Jets' Week 6 loss to the Patriots. Uh, ASJ was also robbed of a touchdown on a questionable call in the end zone. He has at least four receptions in four straight games and a couple of touchdowns the last two weeks. So where are you ranking him going forward at tight end?
3: Well, I, I think that this is legitimate. What we're seeing is legitimate. Um... McCown had a real good run with Gary Barnage in Cleveland a couple years. He likes his tight ends. Um, you know, so AJ, you know, ASJ is a, is a good value for those who picked him up off the scrap heap, uh, you know, basically at the end of best ball drafts.
1: I mean, if we look at kind of the, the current landscape at the position, it kind of depends on... Obviously, if you're playing PPR or not, but I feel like we've basically gotten the you know, the elite guys, Kelsey, Ertz, Gronkowski, and then after that, it's kind of anyone's game, and no one has really separated themselves in that group. I feel like ASJ is kind of cemented himself in that next year, if for no other reason than just the volume he's seeing. I mean, this is someone that saw 11 targets today, I mean, at tight end, it's kind of unheard of, and he seems to kind of be the favorite target there.
3: He was, I, I just looked real quick on the, on, you know, MFL, going into the, unless they're, yeah, they're not, they're yeah, they count this. After, right now, he's sitting as the number five tight end in points per game. And uh, it's Gronk, Ertz, Brate Kelsey, and Safarian Jenkins uh, in points per game right now.
1: I kind of think it's legit.
3: I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Like, is
1: there a reason I guess I guess the way to, to phrase the question is: Is there a, is there something that you see changing in the Jets' offense that would all of a sudden make him a worse play than he's been?
3: Well, exactly. And if anything, the Jets have looked much better than anyone expected. Him and his quarterback now are getting more familiar with each other rather than less. If I was going to, you know, if someone made me put thumbs up or thumbs down the rest of the way or my hand flat, I'm going to put my thumbs up because I think there's more room for him to improve than it is for him to regress.
2: All right. So let me present sort of the pessimistic case then. Um, he's averaging over seven targets a game this season, but he has yet to actually go over 46 yards in a single game. Uh, coming into this game, he also only had two red zone targets on the entire season. So, uh, his touchdowns maybe are a little bit fluky. Um, I think the Jets probably just are not going to have enough opportunities to score touchdowns to keep him You know, scoring them consistently—that would be probably my main uh, hesitation going forward. Um, I
3: I would say that though, you gotta consider that before today he only played three games, so two red zone targets in three games isn't terrible.
2: That's true. That's a good point.
1: And he's got—he's got a dynamite playoff schedule as well. Not—I know we're thinking a little too far forward, but Broncos, Saints, Chargers—it's pretty good.
2: So would you rather have him rest of season than someone like Kyle Rudolph or George Kittle? Yes.
3: Definitely both. more than Kit, definitely more than Kittle. Rudolph had 9.7 points today after 16.5. But, you know, the thing about Rudolph is Diggs wasn't there. I really was hoping for a bigger game out of Rudolph today. I got a question for you, Hunter Henry. Got fourteen fantasy points today. Would you rather have Hunter Henry the rest of the season or ASJ?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I'm gonna just continue to cape for ASJ. <laughs> I just think it's I think it's close
1: enough where like the lack of the Jets' weapons is just like I feel a lot more comfortable that every week he's a big part of the offense.
3: Yeah, I, I but I, I I also think that Hunter Henry, who's thirteenth now in points per game after putting up two goose eggs during the season uh his arrow is way up too
2: i will say i definitely trust the minnesota offense and the san diego offense more than i trust the jets to be able to move the ball and uh you know consistently get in scoring range so that's something that i think should not be overlooked
3: they almost beat the patriots today i know the patriots don't have a great defense but McCown's been pretty – you know, if, if you took the name Jets in the green uniform away and, you know, any preconceived notions about what we thought this team would be, which is very difficult to do, they <laughs> haven't been as bad as you would think. That's a
2: good point.
1: That's definitely true. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Fantasy Football Report. Special thanks to our guest, Todd Burrows. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Todd from PA. And get that 30% discount for subscribing to RotoViz through the RotoViz Radio channel, rotoviz.com slash podcast. It helps us if you rate and review the show, and you can find us along with the rest of the RotoViz shows under the RotoViz Radio feed. We also have our own individual feeds for this show. Just search Fantasy Football Report on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Subscribe and leave us a rating and review. For Blair Andrews, I'm Anthony Amico. Thanks for listening. Listening to the Rotoviz Report, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. And be sure to contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a thirty percent discount on the NFL
2: Podcast homepage, Rotoviz.com slash